Hello, and welcome to Roll for Topic. I'm Chris Salzman. And I'm Andy Rowe. Welcome to the con, everybody. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for coming. So, for those who are listening to this podcast, you obviously cannot see what I'm seeing, which is uh, about twenty some happy, smiling faces. I think everybody's happy. Yeah. Okay. Look. Okay. Raise your good. hand if you're not happy. Yeah. Okay. That's okay, good. No hands. Right, that's there's good. nothing I can do about that oh. right now. Okay. We got one. I told you my child is going to yes. be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we wanted to, to to try this out. So Andy and I have never done a live podcast recording, um, and we'll, we'll sort of see how this goes. But a tradition we have here at Roll for Topic Con is the swap table. So for the swap table, who have never been to the con, um, this is a chance for all of us GMs to, um, let's say, liquidate um, games that they're they're ashamed of owning, but not actually using. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe like closer to money laundering or something. Something like that. It's yeah. interesting that shame was the main emotion oh, that you yeah, connected yeah, to. Right? <laughs> I, other words might be generosity yeah, or generosity, uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, but shame lots, is of, <laughs> lots of positive emotions too. Um, yeah, so everybody puts those um, on the table. Um, and then uh, what we like to do here, uh, Andy comes up with a quiz every year, which we're going to run through. The winner of that quiz gets first crack at uh, choosing the item from the swap table that they will keep forever and ever and never actually put back on the swap table. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. don't bring it back next year and put yeah. it on the swap table. Yeah, please, please don't do that. Um, yeah, and then we'll kind of go in order from there. So we're going to play this quiz together um, for the for the podcast. Uh, for those of you at home, what we're going to do is uh, we will read through all the questions. Everybody's going to, of course, get them perfectly correct. And then we will uh, we'll have a point in the podcast where we say like okay so now you can you can score yourself at home to sort of see, see how you do, uh, so you can pause it at that point and score yourself and then kind of you know see see how it works. So yeah, so shall I jump right in? I think you should. Well, I guess before we do that, does yep. everybody have a note card and a pencil? Okay, yeah. listeners at home, get yourself a writing utensil, yeah, a number you, number two pencil, a number two pencil. <laughs> if you don't use a number two, it will be thrown out. Yes, Saikangaroa. Yep. Please sharpen it to a sharp point. You cannot get up to sharpen it later. Um, cool. All right. So, Andy, are there rules to this quiz? Uh, there are rules. I'll talk about the rules. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. this is the third annual Roll for Topic trivia quiz. It's designed to test your GMing skills. These are generally considered to be pretty easy questions. So, <laughs> I expect all of you will uh, will ace them. And if not, mm-hmm. you'll need to leave the con. But yeah. um, actually, so, yeah, this is uh, in the past. I've confined the answers to the questions on the quiz have always been a number between 1 and 10. But this year, we're trying something new. We're going to be stretching our boundaries, our GMing skills, and flexing some of our GMing muscles today. Like the favorite, like your favorite edition, uh, favorite new edition of a game, we're leaving the old mechanics behind and we're moving <laughs> into some uncharted space here. So, oh wow, brace yourself. So, and he's gone rogue. That's right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the questions, give you a minute or two to jot down answers on uh, your piece of paper or index card. Then, when I've gone through all the questions, I'll go back through and we'll go through and read the correct answers. When I read the answers, there might be a few opportunities to reclaim some extra credit points uh, based on how you answer. So. <laughs> okay. All right, is everybody uh, ready to get started? Yeah. Okay. All right, that was more subdued than the initial cheer. I feel, I feel like everybody's being a little bit nervous now. Okay. They're yeah. all like, uh-oh. Well, this is, they should be, this is serious business, Yes. Uh, yeah. what we're about to do here. All right. The first question is related to the pop culture event of the decade, the uh-huh. D&D movie that recently uh-huh, came out. Yeah, okay, so right. I know all of you saw that on opening night, mm-hmm. dressed up as an ent. Um, so this will be easy. <laughs> all right. Uh, 
for this first question, you're going to have to kind of do a little role-playing exercise in your head and put yourself into a scenario. Let me paint the scene. You're planning a movie night with friends. You have excitedly told your non-gaming friends how good the new Dungeons & Dragons movie is, and you can't wait to show them, especially that cute person you're thinking of asking out. (laughs) When your friends gather at your place, you turn on your big screen TV and press play, only to realize you've made a huge mistake that's going to cost you all of your relationships. Instead of renting Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, the hit movie with a 91% rating on Rotten Tomatoes... (laughs) You have rented the 2012 direct-to-DVD movie Dungeons & Dragons Book of Vile Darkness. Oh, no. (laughs) A few minutes later, after all your friends have stormed out and cursed your name and you're starting to understand that you're going to die alone, (laughs) you settle down to finish watching the movie because at this point, nothing matters anymore. Here's the question. (laughs) What is the composition of the party of adventurers who's starring, starring in Dungeons & Dragons' Book of Vile Darkness. I need you to provide a species and a <laughs> character class for each. Yeah. And I'll give you a hint. There are five people in this adventuring party. I think that's enough time. We can just yeah. move on. I uh, wanted to yeah. start with an easy one. Yeah, that was a pretty easy one. Yeah. Andy, I don't remember any classes. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a problem we should talk about. Off here. I think it's based on fourth edition. Just so you know. Okay. It was it was in the waning years or months of fourth edition D anD D, and just to give you a little hint, when things were getting a little bit weird in the D anD D releases. Mm-hmm. I'll give everyone another minute. All right. Has everyone had a chance to jot down five PCs almost? Do you need um, their their um, the, like character sheets written out too? Like, do you need ability scores? And you'll get bonus points if you okay. actually stat them out correctly. Okay. All, right. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think everyone has had enough time. More than enough time. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll circle back later to tell you the correct answers and score. I should yes. say the scoring system here is very carefully thought out. It's okay. not random and poorly balanced. <laughs> so. All right, question number two. Uh, This one relates to everybody's favorite uh, fantasy setting, uh, Lord of the Rings. Another little role-playing scenario to imagine. Your adventuring party did not heed Gandalf's advice, and they are fighting the Balrog. And you didn't heed my advice either because you're playing out the battle using the 1980 game Rollmaster, which players quickly began referring to as Chartmaster and Rulemaster. Mm-hmm. The Balrog punches you and your friend each in the face. The GM takes a couple minutes to cross-index the Balrog's attack rolls with your defenses and looks up at you grimly from the, from the attack chart. All right, you'll have to pay attention on this one. This is tricky. Mm-hmm. He looks at you. The attack result code for you is 45EK. <laughs> the result for your friend is 37CP. Mm-hmm. Who is likely to die first, you or your friend? <laughs> Andy, are these questions autobiographical? This is straight out of my role playing childhood, yes. Okay. <laughs> can we escort that person out? Of yeah, the we can. Uh, <clears throat> please, someone remove the child. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. The next one is 
much simpler. Question number three. What is the alignment of a flump? Oh. Going back to the flump well. Yeah, uh, the flump, I think, has made an appearance at most of these annual quizzes. It's just too good not to. Is, uh, which edition? Uh, the edition that came up when I Googled this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they have changed the flumps alignment <laughs> across editions. It's too central a part of its I'm identity. Okay, next question. This one uh, relates to everybody's favorite uh, weird post-apocalyptic role-playing game, Rifts. Mm-hmm. In the Rifts role-playing game, one of the most ghastly and inhuman horrors you can encounter is called a vampire intelligence. It's the mastermind behind an empire of vampires. The rule book describes it like this. Quote, the vampire intelligence is a gigantic mound of slime-covered flesh that measures 200 feet in diameter and 24 feet tall. Six to 12 tentacles snake and writhe from the body mound. At the end of each tentacle is a mouth filled with sharp teeth and a pair of canine fangs. A hundred small, round, red or yellow eyes encircle one giant central eye. Here's the question. What is the vampire intelligence's percentage rank in the dance skill? <laughs> Your answer should be between zero and 100. I feel like there's no way to not be angry at whatever that number is. It's a good number. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next question. The Champions role-playing game is a fast-moving cinematic experience that recreates the dynamic whirlwind action of superhero comics. If your character is a Flash-style speedster with a top speed of 500 miles per hour, then starting from a standstill, how fast will you be moving five-twelfths of a second later? Assume base human movement rate and a five-mile-per-hour per-inch per-hex per-phase rate of acceleration. I don't see a lot of people writing numbers down. <laughs> what was the yeah? What was the unit? Yeah. You provide your provide oh provide your provide your yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, what is the answer? Should be the miles per hour that mm. you are traveling five twelfths of a second after you start accelerating to top speed. Okay. Uh, next, we are going back to the well of the D and D movie, and this question. Uh, is kind of an honor system question, so I need you to look deep within yourself and be <laughs> honest with yourself. Approximately how many times while watching the new D&D movie did you think that's not how it works in the <laughs> rules? <laughs> be honest. Okay. Next question is a little different, and you're going to need to flex your creative writing this skills. Is, this is seven, correct? Yes. Uh, seven. Probably, I'd, yeah. Yes, yeah. It's question, okay. question number seven. Probably at seven, yes. Okay, uh, so everyone needs their uh, piece of paper handy because this, there's a little writing extra, creative writing exercise here, okay? The beloved Dragonlance Chronicles were so popular that the publisher released an annotated edition of the trilogy. The annota- annotations in this case are short notes in the margin that explain or add context to a sentence. Sometimes they add a fun fact about the passage. Well, in a crazy stroke of luck, you've been given the job of editor on a new annotated edition of the Dragonlance Chronicles. Write a short one-sentence annotation that illuminates this passage. (laughs) Okay? I'll read it once, and I can read it again after if you need. No, just once. Okay, just once. All right. (laughs) 
Here's the passage you are, you are illuminating with your margin note. The slug, sensing success, slithered forward, dragging its pulsating gray body through the door. Raslin ran to Fizban's side. Now is the time for the casting of the fireball, old one, he panted. So take a minute and annotate that sentence. Get a little extra time for this one. Yeah. But not a lot. Do you want the, the actual annotation in the book or yeah, our, right. our own spin on it the, with corrections? No, I want your the annotation you would write oh, okay. if they were like, yeah. we need a margin note for this passage. Provide one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to move ahead. Next question. Also related to Dragonlance. Dragonlance is known for what? Uh, let, what is Dragonlance known for? Let's, let's hear. Dragons, lances. Both, both wrong. <laughs> Dragonlance is known for its music, obviously. Wow. It's one of the few, or perhaps the only game, to include printed sheet music in an adventure module. So, provide your own fourth line to complete this stanza. I'm going to read you the first three lines in the four-line stanza. Give you write creative write the fourth one. The grasslands are fragile, as yellow as flame. The chieftain makes mockery. Fill in the rest. I'll read it again. The grasslands are fragile, as yellow as flame. The chieftain makes mockery. Okay. I'm going to move on. Next question relates to Cyberpunk 2020, the seminal cyberpunk role-playing game, a copy of which yeah, is sitting on the swap table back there. Mm. You're a badass edge-running street samurai in the mean streets of Night City. You're creating a character in Cyberpunk, 20, cyberpunk 2020, and you have a very specific character type in mind. You've replaced your eyes with Cyclops International bug eye artificial <laughs> eyes that look like gigantic <laughs> bug eyes. What effect does this have on your attractiveness stat? <laughs> Provide your answer in the form of a plus or a minus and then a number that modifies the attractiveness stat. All right, we're down to our final question, after which we'll go through all the answers. In the year 2000, in the waning days of second edition D&D, Wizards of the Coast released a tie-in source book that let you play in the setting of the popular video game Diablo. How many magic items does the blurb on the back of the source book claim are, in, are within the book? <laughs> okay. Are we ready to go through and score things up? Does anyone need more time? Okay. Ready? Yeah, I, okay. Think, I think, yeah. So if, if you're listening to this, the, the podcast episode at this point, this is where you get to see... Um, See into the, the mind of Andy. <laughs> no, to see into the mind of yourself yes. and how good of a GM yeah. you are. Okay, the first question was to name the different uh, members of the party of adventurers in Dungeons & Dragons Book of Vile Darkness. Here they are. Uh, so, give yourself one point for each correct thing you got. So, if the answer is elf bard and you wrote elf somewhere on your card, give yourself a point. Okay. okay? If you actually got a combination correct, like you wrote Elf Bard on your card, you get an extra bonus point in addition to the two points. Wow. All right? I know. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Human Paladin. Shadar Kai 
sorceress. I will accept sorcerer. <laughs> Human assassin. Nope. Did he say? Wow, that's uh, it's getting bloodthirsty in the crowd. No, I think everybody wants that first pick. Yeah. We're not done, guys. Goliath barbarian. (laughs) And finally, human vermin lord. (laughs) Does each instance of human count if I only have one? I wrote human (laughs) once. Do I get it three points? That's what I was saying. I, I don't want to think about that, so, yeah. uh, okay. you know, <clears throat> just, look, just look the into your heart. <laughs> yeah, I told you, I told you 4th edition got kind of loopy at the end of its print run. Okay, um, did anybody get any of the combinations? What? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Hell, all right. Nice. Nobody, did anyone get a Shadar Kai? Does anyone know what a Shadar Kai is? I do. All right, what? Yeah. Really? Okay. So th- this would be a bonus point right here. If you can, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can tell us what a Shadar Kai is, uh, you can get a bonus point. I believe the Shadar Kai were a race that came from the Shadowfell and were almost exclusively like minions of the Raven Queen, who was mm. the goddess of death. Mm. That's you a, give two for that. I think that's Damn. two, that's, bo- that's two pretty bonus good. points, yeah. my friend. Uh, yeah. Anyone put Goliath? And no one put Vermin Lord, I assume. Yeah. Somehow that one slipped my mind. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> it was a question about the Balrog. Balrog punched two of you. Who's going to die first? This question came down to knowing how to interpret Rollmaster's arcane damage results. Uh, the answer is... Um, all right. The answer is <laughs> you are going to die first yes. because E signifies a more serious critical hit. Mm. Okay? So you get four points if you got that right. If you said you'll both be dying this round anyway, so it doesn't matter, you get two points. (laughs) (laughs) And you get one additional bonus point if your first instinctive answer to the question began with the phrase, well, it depends if. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A couple of bonus extra extra credit Mm -hmm. questions on this one. If you can tell me what the P or the K stand for in these results, you'll get bonus points. Yes? P is the level of critical? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone want to guess what does the P stand for or the K stand for? Does the, the K stand for kill? No. Okay. No. Nope. That would make sense. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, the P stands for puncture. Oh. And oh, the K stands for crush because... What? Yeah, I know. Wait, what is, <laughs> that's... It's, that's just how it is. Yeah, that is. Okay. All right. What's the alignment of the flump? Who wants to who wants to confidently belt out what its alignment is? True neutral. I said lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. The answer is lawful good. You get three points for each part of that you got right. So if you said lawful three, you get three points, and you said good, you get three points. Uh, let's see. It was a little bonus question. You can get an extra credit, extra credit points. What is the a- average lifespan of a flump? Does anyone want to raise their hand and take a guess? A thousand years. Uh, nope. Are they immortal? They're not. They're very mortal. They're like oh, alarmingly they're immortal. Super mortal. Yeah. 
42. I'll give you one point for the 42 answer. <laughs> the lifespan is 20 years. Uh, yeah, thought, thought more people would know that one. <laughs> I'm not sure why. But <laughs> All right, who wants to tell me what their guesses were for the vampire intelligence's dance skill? 36. What? 14, 20%. 13, 37, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. All right. I heard somebody, you know, I heard somebody saying a high number. I heard someone say something in the 90s. Well, the answer is 80%. So it's a really good dancer. If you got that exactly correct, you get six points. If you got within 10 or so of that, you have four points. How how big was that again? 24 feet tall. Okay, and it's (laughs) it's shockingly good. If you got with. What's that? You can dance without legs, man. There was no mention of legs. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you got within 20, 20 of the correct answer, you can take two points. Okay. The champion speed question, this was calculating acceleration. Um, in champions, one of the few games I know of that calcu- thinks it's cool to calculate acceleration. <laughs> the correct answer to this is to turn to page 32 in your champion's rulebook, then walk slowly into the kitchen and throw the rulebook into the garbage. <laughs> So I don't know the answer to this because (laughs) who has time to figure that out? Here's how we'll score this. If you actually made some effort to use math or logic or rules knowledge or something to figure this out, give yourself three points. If you just shrugged and put a number that sounds right, you're a great GM and you get five points. If you skipped answering this because you correctly realized it was a waste of your time, you get six points. (laughs) Okay, for the D&D movie accuracy, um, you get one point for every time you thought of a uh, rules, you thought to yourself that's not how it works in the rules, up to a maximum of ten points. (laughs) If at any point you turned to somebody, preferably your non-gaming significant other, and explained to them out loud, you get two additional points. Only one time, Tim. All right. The scoring for this next one is the Dragonlance Annotation Challenge. I want you to hand your piece of paper to the person next to you and then put on your teacher grading hat and give that person's annotation a grade between zero, which is uh, it, you're a worse person for having read it, up to ten, which is it really brought out startling nuance. Seven in that. Mm-hmm. So, so Andy, I'll, I'll hand mine over to you. Oh, I have to do this. Yeah, you can. One to ten. All right. Where is Okay. I didn't realize other mm-hmm. people were going to read mine. Yeah. Mine might constitute hate speech. Okay, well, okay. I was going to ask for people to read some of their annotations, but we won't read John's. Uh, okay. Does anyone want to... That's unfair. Does anyone want to volunteer to read an annotation? Yeah, uh, Andy, I'll read mine because um, you you wrote a, a, a number on this that is a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. Well, <laughs> it made me laugh. Okay, so. I wrote the the slug is more than Conan. Yeah. Uh, here's mine. The slug, sensing success, slithered forward, dragging its pulsating gray body through the door. Rastlin ran to Fizban's side. Now is the time for the casting of the fireball, old one, he panted. 
So I wrote, uh, tieflings were a mistake and the world is worse because of them. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should not have read that out loud. <laughs> wow, okay. I feel a little uncomfortable now. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Anyone can, can anyone bring, bring us back? <laughs> anyone else want to read theirs or shall we move on? I'll give you a good one. The real horror of this scene is the hope found in the anthropomorphized slug just before being destroyed by its magical weakness. Fire. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to salute that one. I hope, I hope you got a good grade for that one. But I can't influence the grade you got. Okay, uh, I'm going to move on then. The next one was the other kind of creative writing uh, exercise, the Dragonlance music one. Who want? We're going to do the same thing here. Um, well, actually, no, we're not going to exchange. We'll, we'll do honor system here. All right. The correct... The canonical uh, answer to this is uh, the final line is of Riverwind's claim. So it's the chieftain makes mockery of Riverwind's claim. If you, for some reason, wrote that, <laughs> uh, give yourself 10 points, uh, yeah. but maybe see yourself out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if your answer rhymed, give yourself three points. If it fit the meter... Of the rest of the stanza, give yourself three more points. If you tried to find a way to make a naughty rhyme, give yourself two extra points. <laughs> and does anyone want to read their uh, their final line of the stanza? Okay, just belt it out. He'll die all the same. <laughs> I wrote, uh, of your face with disdain. <laughs> okay. okay, that's a good one. I'll give you an extra point for that one. <laughs> you guys can each take an extra point. Okay, moving on to Cyber 2020. Oh, I'm sorry. I, there is one more person. I just wrote this question in vain. All right, I'll give you gotcha. two points for that one. All right, the next question is Cyberpunk 2020. The When you replace your eyes with bug eyes, what does that do to your attractiveness stat? First of all, raise your hand if your answer is a positive number. So you think that the bug eyes increased your attractiveness stat. I don't think you, we should be raising our hands. You guys are, are sickos, but I <laughs> kind of like the collective cut of your jib. So uh, give yourself three points for that. The actual answer is negative two. To, if you got that exactly, give yourself five points. What if I wrote positive two? Then you, you can take three points if you have any positive answer. <laughs> and then if you got within two points of the correct answer, give yourself two points. Lastly is the Diablo question. How many magic items did the Diablo source book boast were in the rule book? Who wants to take a guess? 666. Oh, that's, a good that's, it's, <laughs> that's a really good It would have been a better source book. Had, had that <laughs> yeah. 573. Oh, that's also a good guess. I wrote dozens. Okay. I assume there was twenty. Okay. I assume there was some sort of like way to generate random ones. So I said ten million. You are on the right track, my friend. The correct answer is one million. <laughs> and they get to it by very cheesily abusing the random generator tables and multiplying them together. So almost like the actual Diablo. Games. Exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, hopefully you've been writing down your score so far. So just add that up and then... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, if, you got that, if you got that exactly right, give yourself seven points. If you guessed something in the hundreds of thousands or more, give yourself four points. And what if you went way over like Smart Guy Ben? Uh, four points. Mm -hmm. What if I want four points? 
Right then. I mean, I can't, can, I can't see your card. You can, you know, honor system scoring here. So, okay. So take a minute, tally up all of your points, and when it comes to the, when it's time to go up to the swap table, we will use, uh, we will go in the order of your score. So the higher your score, the sooner you get to go up to the swap table. Maybe just for the purposes of this exercise, who thinks they got the highest score? Who got a really high score? I, I I didn't really add up how many points you can get. So uh. did it, did anyone add up how many the maximum number of points? No. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who had a high number? They think is high. Well, I didn't think mine was high, but it was thirty six. Mm. Who who can beat a thirty six? Oh. Of course. Dang. And how Wait. many how many points? Oh. Thirty nine. Is thirty nine the highest? <laughs> okay, well, uh, uh, Chris, what was your score? Uh, mine was 34, but good job, Brandon. Okay. Yeah. All right, everyone. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, well, uh, that, so we, yeah, to, to spare everybody who's listening, we, are, we will not go around and say all of our numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yes, thank you so much for playing, uh, Andy. That is a delight, as always, and I, I just I don't know how you do it. So, yeah, but thank you so much. All right, well, this has been Roll for Topic. Thank you all for listening. Hope, uh, hope those who are listening who can't make it today, I, I guess I'm assuming that you're all going to go listen to this episode <laughs> later <laughs> and, and verify that you got things correct. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yes, the, the con is always a delight. Hopefully next year you can make it. Um, yeah, and I've been Chris Salzman. I've been Andy Rowe. Remember, if your players are having fun, you're a great GM. <laughs> <laughs>